Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. And this is a, a very exciting podcast for me because I think there are many stories that go throughout go throughout track, and sometimes they're easy to find, sometimes they're not so easy to find. And I know, like the last few podcasts I've had were, you know, Olympians. And the problem with podcasts and that sort of people who are just killing it, have all this momentum, is just like, where's the story arc, you know? And so. Yeah, I like metaphors with like, you know, like mountains and valleys and, you know, you go up a ladder, you go down ladders, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that likes a little uh, tribulation. So that makes me super excited to, uh, especially now have, uh, have this podcast, um, because this is one of the most influential people in the, in the running community. Uh, he's one of the core founding members of the Tim and Elite 1322 5k 337 1500 and he, he's just a master of the brand, which is something that you don't really see too often in track and field. Um, and especially now because, you know, Tim and Lee had, had such momentum and, you know, like, like it happened a lot of, a lot of times throughout a bunch of different teams, you know, it, it, uh, it, 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 you know, maybe hit a, hit a top a little bit. Um, but, I think I think there's a great story behind this, and I'm excited to see where this goes. I think this is a defining time for the Tinman Group. And without further ado, we have Sam Parsons in the podcast. How are you doing? What's up, Avery? Thanks for having me. I remember when you guys did the podcast with Craig. You guys were saying that like your stock was way up, like and everything, and his stock was way up. So I guess you're catching me when my stock is really low. So we're buying real low here. So that when but, we go dude, back and do a podcast like two years from now, we're like, do you remember that one? Hopefully, man. <laughs> dude, I <laughs> mean, that's what right. it's about. And and that's that's why I think this is exciting is because, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat as you, you know, like before mm -hmm. quarantine, you know, 2019, I feel like I had all the momentum in the world. And then, you know, I guess when it rains, it pours. But, you know, that's that's part of it. That's that's what kind of makes things exciting, you know. Um, but no you know, doubt. just just some. Uh, some small talk, I guess, like where, where are you at now? I'm back in Boulder. Um, it actually is an exciting day for me. I actually just got cleared to start doing a little bit of walk jogging. So a uh, little, little bump in the stock there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm super stoked about that. Like I got like an ultrasound to check out like the tissue that I tore um, earlier this season, checked out and uh, it's all looking great post PRP I'm about four weeks post PRP so I'm really stoked about the progress and yeah man I've just been enjoying the summer for like the first time in a long time yeah you know, like usually during sure. this time period it's like like what you were saying about your other guests they're like accomplishing these amazing things they're doing central mile olympics like all like the fun summer racing circuit where everyone's just gunning for fast times and like we saw Colby and Johnny and all these guys crushing these low 330s um, on U.S. soil, which I feel like you don't really see too often on U.S. soil, like outside of um, a few meets here and there. But uh, to see it in like random summer series races is really exciting. So um, for sure. Yeah, I just I had a wedding last weekend. I went to the aquarium in Atlanta. The so aquarium in Atlanta. You see good. the uh, the whale sharks. It's all the whale sharks. Yeah, those albino are like, crocodile, like, yeah. full nine. <laughs> that's that's like the only really the only touristy thing in Atlanta. Uh, that people do it's like you can have some like really like sketchy nightlife and then there's the aquarium <laughs> and maybe the world of coke if you just want to get just absolutely buzzed yeah. on sugar but yeah, <laughs> you know <yeah. laughs> that's about the thing um but 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 yeah and i i guess you know got the uh 
the, the Olympics coming, coming next, uh, or the track Olympics coming next week, uh, what, what event are you most excited for? I think, you know, I, think I, saw someone, I, I saw someone tweet something today, like asking that exact question. And I wrote up a draft and I was like, oh, I know people are going to be pissed off when I say this because like I left out names, you know? Um, but I sure. mean, it's so, I mean, I'm so biased of course here, but like men's 1500 to like, see if a guy like Hawker, Ollie, yeah. you know, uh, Kerr can like sneak into the medal race yeah. and pull off like a centro esque type of thing. Because like, you have guys in there that can pull that type of race off if Chariot is not on his game, you know? Right. So and I'm really interested in that. And I just think that like, I was telling everyone before the trials, like this would be me boasting a little bit here, but like I was telling everyone and their mother before the trials, like Cole Hawker's going to win, you know, like I don't care how good a shape Centro's in. Uh, like I, he's like that. He's a freak. The speed is untouchable. So I like, can't wait to see him like in a race next to Jakob and like Stewie and Kerr and Ollie, just these mammoth guys that just click off 57s through three, you know, three plus laps. So closing 148 again. Even the prelims, you know, like even watching those prelims and like seeing who looks good through the prelims and stuff, like that stuff really gets me jacked up. Like I'm definitely a huge like fan of the sport as I like love the sport to compete in it like I'm just as big as a fan like outside of it so I'm definitely going to sure. be really plugged into everything yeah dude the, the 1500 I I, I need say that because it's like the obvious answer it's like it yeah. really is the only answer I know I know I wish have. I wish I threw a curveball there and had something else for you this, like <laughs> storyline there but like happened. uh it's the 15 it's the 15 yeah. Because I mean, sports, I remember and there's sports betting allowed, so like our whole team has been like betting oh, really? uh, on the Olympics and stuff. Yeah, so Dude. yeah, you can just like download apps now and just win some money. You can only <laughs> win off of somebody that like for the win. You know, you can't be like Ollie Horer for like th- bronze or no something. lines. You know, like I wish we could make those bets. Yeah, yeah, but it's Dude. sick that we can just bet on running now, which Dude. is awesome. That that that's something I've been I've been thinking that now that I have a bunch of free time, I've been thinking about how to like you know. Um, uh, I guess kind of like leverage sports betting and whatnot, but in the Olympics and, and I, and I guess if that gets, if that gets super popular, like, I wonder how like sport betting would do in like a, like a sound running meet, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, like I, I wonder, cause like in the Olympics, it's like, obviously like everyone does that, but if, 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 if you were to, I guess, like add, add betting into the sport, which I hear all the time on let's run, I hear people say that, Oh, we got to grow the sport. You got to do gambling. I, 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 yeah. I, I'm really curious of like, what kind of like uh, experiment we could do with like smaller races, like the sound running, the track yeah. uh, and trials and miles, all that stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. It'll be really interesting. My, my buddy, uh, one of my best friends in high school actually has just like made it big after a whole long grind, basically since college. Um, where he started this new app called sports trade and you can Mm -hmm. bet and sell on like sports events as they're happening. Like live, it's basically like stock market for sports betting. Um, it's super interesting. And I was like, and I was like talking to him the other day and I was like, man, like, it'd be so cool to see this for like a marathon, you know? So basically like at half marathon, you can like sell if someone like gets dropped, you know what I mean? And then you can like buy Fobble as he was going up the hill at Boston, you know, or whatever, you know, because like that would be be really cool too. So like even live sports betting, uh, in running, like if he can, if I can persuade him to spend any of his very valuable time right now on, uh, doing something and running down the road, that'd be sick. (laughs) Dude, that, that, that does sound sick. You know, I guess, you know, I don't know. Uh, cause I, I mean, I am in software, so that's why I'm thinking about it so much, but you know, 
you know, this stuff takes, takes a lot of time and uh, energy. So if it's not something I'm like super, super excited about, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's hard to get into, but that's something I, something I think about a ton. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest misconceptions, right? With like, uh, with like anybody in the sport that's like talking about like doing great things for it. And it's like, you have all, like everyone has great ideas, you know, everyone yeah. knows what it takes, what the sport needs, you know, like talking about it is great, but actually like putting pen to paper, finishing a video, putting it out there, like oh, yeah. getting people on your podcast, like whatever it may be, like to actually do it, you know what I mean? Like kudos to the new gen guys for actually doing that camp, you know, right? like that was awesome you know and like uh you see all these guys like hustling for it for sure like i mean um and i like respect all those people that are doing what they can because it's one thing to you know say like oh it'd be so sick if we had to meet like this and i do the same thing on twitter like i'm not saying i'm not any different but like i know i know that, that, that's, that's why i always say i think you know i think yeah, this would be cool. <laughs> i don't yeah, want to commit sure. i mean that's something i was like talking about with like max the guy who did like our insight to man elite youtube series was like i was like man like i don't know how we're going to tell this story. Like, I don't know how we're going to recap the year, um, but you have to make it, you know, like you've been filming way too much here and you can't just like sit on it and wait until next year when things are like better, you know? Yeah. Um, Like you just have to put it out and somehow put this story together. So I was really proud of him for doing that because that's something that easier said than done always. I I watched that. That, that was, uh it was super well done max is getting really good at editing he's getting really good at editing. yeah and it was kevin wow. too our intern um who helped him a lot with editing oh, stuff yeah. too so yeah i'm i'm super stoked it's so funny to think about it like max literally showed up in 2019 um just because he wanted to like hang out with drew and us like he was like best sure. friends with drew in high school and he literally showed up to Payne jordan like never filming anything ever in his life never been to a track race in his life and he made that like episode one Payne jordan video for us and I think it has a lot of views now, but it's so funny to think about like that video probably took him like a week to make, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it took him so long because he's never used any sort of software. Like he had no oh, idea what yeah. was happening. And Dude. The fact that he still is able to like capture interviews and like no stuff to ask. Like I was like blown away. He just like had, oh, it, yeah. you know, and I mean, especially because, you know, I'm a, I'm a the, the ticky talker. Right. And like for my yeah, little, right. like one minute videos, I'm not kidding. They take me like three hours to edit. So totally, that's why yeah, I've always sure. stayed away from YouTube. I've always, yeah. it just terrifies because I just, I know how much work that takes, you know? Yeah, like, totally. I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's always something funny about like, I think one thing that like we get what like Tim and Elite gets ragged on a lot for is like, oh, those guys just care about like social media and content and, and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, it's like, no, like we actually don't do any work with it. You know, like Max and Joe, like they do it all for us. Like they we just have a Dropbox that we can just post wherever we need. We don't have to think about it once. Like we're actually I didn't the, know that. the opposite, you know, um, wow. like they're doing everything, like running the whole show for us. So wow. it's definitely a, wow. a funny little misconception there. I, that's what, I mean, that, I, I misconceived like, that. So, I didn't know just, that either. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so like uh, crazy to me that like, I remember, I remember like thinking about when we started thinking about hiring like a videographer and photographer on staff, I was like every single professional running team, like doesn't matter whether it's basketball, football, soccer, they have those two people on staff, you know, to like capture those moments, tell stories and like do those things for their athletes. So they have it. So their athletes can post and have stuff to post. They don't have to have their friend, you know, that's also at practice with them, whip (laughs) out their phone and take a picture them running at the end of their trail or whatever you know yeah so it just felt like such a no-brainer to me and i just couldn't i i still can't believe that more professional running teams haven't just done that also and that sponsors don't have that type of support to be like oh let's just 
have a few, like, let's throw in another 50 K into this team contract or whatever, you know, and And a lot of the times interns are free too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so like when we did our intern applications, we had almost like 300, like people that signed up that were like stoked about just taking photos and videos, you know, and they didn't even know that we were going to be like paying like their housing stipend and like a monthly stipend and like taking care of them with travel and all that stuff. So like they're out there. Yeah, that, that's definitely my biggest critique of the sport uh, attract, you know, is that people don't understand that sports is entertainment, right? The NBA is designed to have breaks, to have commercial breaks, to sell ads. It's designed to have a fast pace. It's designed to, you know, just like more or less just be amusing, you know? Uh, and I feel like with track, you know, I, I guess as, as you know, and you've said before, you know, like the model of someone just going up in the mountains and coming down and running just mythically fast like that's cool you got the wow factor but it's not gonna have you on the end of a line for an entire year with you know marketing entertainment just like visuals on your phone because you know more and more nowadays the younger generation the real world is on your phone and not so much in uh in life and and although that may you know you may have your opinions on that it kind of is the way it is and so to not utilize that and push it as you guys are pretty much the, the only team that does is just is nutty. And, you know, and, and, and whenever I talk to teams about, um, like having growing the sport, or whatever, I'm just like, people need to do more of what the 10 minutes, the 10 men are doing, uh, just cause for, I'm going to say like, for whatever reason, y'all were the first to do it, you know, <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, you like, I mean, it was just, it was like, it was little small things, you know, it's not like, it's not like we did anything like revolutionary, you know yeah, what I mean? What like it really, it, it, was. it really was, it, was, it really yeah. was just like, it really was just looking at what other professional sports teams were doing really well, you know, and like, uh, and just looking at what like clothing brands do really well in terms of like how they sell their clothes, like what that process is like, you know, like how they do a drop, how they shoot their product. Like, I mean, it's not like we're like some visionaries, you know what I mean? It's like, no, I just looked at what my favorite brands were doing and I like copied that model and I saw what, my favorite sports teams were doing that I felt like did a good job connecting with their fans and their community. And I was like, okay, let's just do those two things on top of, you know, trying to run fast, you know, and like those two simple things. Once again, yeah, it was just crazy how that was, Fruitful. that was like happening in the sport. And I'm so excited, you know, to see like that, like more and more, like the on team did a little documentary. Like I see Bowerman posting even more YouTube. Stuff yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah um like it's really exciting to see other teams starting to be like oh like maybe we should do some of this or like even if like they're paying a photographer to come out for a weekend or they're hiring a summer intern too it's like yeah for sure i'm competitive and want to like continue like being one of the top teams out there you know like market share wise with like the with like our audience um and just providing great content for people to like enjoy for the sport and like get into it like if anybody watches like our inside to men elite series that we just came out and they're like, Oh, I really want to see like what like drew and Sam do next year now. And I'm going to be sure to like watch their races oh. and they like subscribe to a subscription or like get excited or like go out of their way to like even go to the race. Like that's a win for the sport. And that's really why um, I feel like that's where the value is within those videos. It's like if, if someone latches onto it and then joins the community because of that, I mean, it's really cool. Like, I, like one of the coolest moments for me was when there's a professional cyclist in the Tour de France that, like, I'm a big fan of, like, the Ineos team. And he, uh, he like, DM, DM me out of nowhere. And, like, this was, like, during the tour. And he was, like, yo, like, uh, just finished the series. Like, 
so sick. And it was like on like one of the rest days of the tour, you know, and he was just like lying in bed watching it. And I was like, wow, that's someone that like was on YouTube, probably watching whatever sports, right. you know, cycling and then got a recommended video. And it's like now he's pulled into the sport and like he might now watch, you know, like a race next year. Like he might tune into something on NBC Sports or something. So yeah. that sort of connection stuff is like so big for like me and like for the team to like see that those little wins are huge. Absolutely. Um, well, before we take up too much conversation, uh, I do want to get into the speed round. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Most podcasts have one, but ours is best because I say so. All right. Let's do it. You ready? In yeah. Three, two, one. How far out do you eat your last meal before a race? Three and a half hours. Do you believe in aliens? No. Okay. Okay. Well, I really wanted to say yes, but okay. right the second I don't. That's fair. That's fair. A sleeper pick for Olympic gold. Uh, Josh Kerr. Good pick. Uh, do you tie your shoes bunny ear? Yes. Really? I mean, I I mean I don't whoop, know whoop what it's 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 where you get the you get the two two big ones and you wrap them around each other. It takes like five minutes. No, I do not. Yeah, you, I I was like, there's no way. I'll, my second, okay, never mind. That was a stupid stupid question. Thank goodness we haven't started the trivia section yet. If I'm already <laughs> yeah. getting you wrong, <laughs> longest run ever. Longest run ever. Yeah. Uh, 22 miles. Got lost. That's usually how it goes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your slowest easy run ever? slowest easy run recent like when you're in decent shape you know it's the slowest you was yeah uh man like 9 30 pace probably yeah. like pretty much walking like i've yeah <laughs> yeah there, there was a, a, a alicia monson i asked her that question i was expecting her to say like you know like 10 minute pace because i have you know I've, I've been in like peak shape running 10 minute pace in my easy runs and she said, oh, like very embarrassed. Like, oh, like 7.30 my uh, like the slowest ever ran. Like, tee hee hee. I'm like, like that, Bro, that's, that's not every, as slow as you think. That's every normal run. It's <laughs> really not as slow as you think, you know? <laughs> um, uh, what is Victoria's secret? What's she hiding? Victoria's secret uh, is that there's always a waiting room, like a specific amount of chairs outside of their stores for the men to sit at that is their it's secret too uncomfortable they need to, be to in have there. those chairs there to have success it's, store success it's way too uncomfortable to be in there i agree yep that is the secret uh <laughs> all-time favorite shoe non-running <laughs> uh uh oh man uh man i'm such a sneakerhead too uh right Ultra now ultra boost 1.0 creams okay the Okay, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I got a I got a fake pair of those my freshman year uh, from Alibaba. They came in a gallon Ziploc bag and they fell apart like on my second one. Uh, what's your all time favorite shoe running? Uh, Adidas Tin Man Boston Ten, releasing August twenty fifth. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Little plug. All right. Uh, what's the hardest effort you've ever had in a race? Or in practice ever what's the hardest you've ever uh had? london Lon london diamond league 2019 went out in like 753 and <laughs> after like i had i had to like uh 
go to the hospital earlier that week to get like IV because I was like so dehydrated after traveling wow. and just not drinking water. Sounds like a um, recipe. <laughs> like, like, like it's a pro, pro, pro runner not drinking water. So uh, really stupid. Uh, and then I did that race and I was still in the best shape of my life. And uh, man, that last K was just like, I felt like uh, I was running so hard and just going so slow. And uh, <laughs> that was so hard and after the race i just felt like my heart was gonna explode <laughs> dude hurt i love to see it i love to see it uh would you go to jurassic park if it existed in real life for sure elena aquarium basically was <laughs> basically, park, man. you got sharks albino crocodiles come on yeah forget about it as long as i could be encapsulated in one of those little bubble things and go around you know like what could go wrong right i mean dinosaurs are pretty i went to the uh the denver museum of dinosaurs uh just because i'm Whoa. a big science guy right and it just, not, i didn't even know that was a thing and i've lived here for almost four years now yeah they got dinosaurs i mean if you go there it's just going to be a bunch of like five-year-old kids screaming because that's what museums are but uh, they have dinosaurs. Sick. Pretty cool. Um, what's your all-time least favorite dance move? One just makes you mad. <laughs> I saw a kid today do like a double dab as he was jumping off the high board, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, it's still, it's still here. <laughs> that kid's keeping it alive." Um, all-time dance move. Uh, Man, probably when a kid like can't do the worm well, but he tries so hard. Oh, like, he goes he goes like the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, or he just like, kind of like flopping. That's pretty extreme. The white kid on the dance floor, like, get him out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I was at I was at running camp at uh, Brevard, and there was kids going nuts with the worm, and there was some that just it was brutal to watch them just slam themselves oh. on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no ladies for you tonight. No, no more <laughs> for you. Uh, what's the world's largest citrus fruit? Uh peach in georgia <laughs> you heard I, I said the world's largest citrus fruit citrus is uh so the biggest citrus not, fruit peach is not a citrus fruit huh i know oh I man not a, not a citrus i'm like, gonna be so bad at this trivia stuff <laughs> um, probably are, yeah uh, we've had better starts lemon yeah. i don't know bro what's <laughs> the smallest <laughs> like grapefruit no oh that's not even the right answer but that's like that's like the direction <laughs> Oh jeez. Oh, okay, brutal. it's the pomelo fruit. It's Get the pomelo. Out That's the largest citrus. We'll get there. It's fine. We're in good shape. Uh, what's the appeal of camping? Getting all cozy at night. Cozy? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's my least favorite part of camping because I have to sleep <laughs> on the ground. Are you uh, kidding me? You got a sleeping bag, you get all cozy, and you get to... No, actually, it's probably then like... Then you roll over and like a probably it's, gets you no, no, be, no, best part about camping is probably like pillow talk with whoever you're in the yeah. tent with. That's, 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 a, that's A1. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm personally, I'm not a fan of camping. Uh, I, I really? Recently, I, I, I don't like sleeping on the ground. I'm too big, I'm too bony, I can't get comfortable. That's pretty much, that's the deal breaker for me. Um, I, I, after I graduated college, I... Uh, I was in Europe and I brought like my one person tent and I would either like stay in like a hostel or I would like sleep in my tent. And I definitely had some like very scary nights uh, in that yeah. tent, like just on the side of like a greenway type of path in the city or something that I was like, just you'd hear like drunk people go by and you're like, oh my God, please don't talk to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, you know, like, uh, so that definitely took the love out of camping for a bit until I got out to the Colorado and back in the mountains. My girlfriend actually just bought me a two person tent and some stuff some camping stuff so there you go i'm going soon man 
So there you uh, go. I mean, I, I, knew I, you'd I know. definitely like camping. I knew you'd know. Um, and then last but not least, we asked everybody this: What is your favorite apple? Uh, I'm not a big apple guy. Just like any type of green apple. At NC State, we used to like we had this tradition where we used to grab apples on our way out that were like really messed up and they were gonna like throw out. And it was like a perfect launch pad. Have you heard this story before? No, but I know where this is going. I know where this is going. We're going. It was like a perfect <laughs> launch pad from like the the cafeteria uh, entrance onto the track, and you had to get get over the fence. Wow. So we would just launch these like old <laughs> shitty granny apples like over the fence, and we and we and we try to land it right where we would stretch in the morning. Because we thought it was like so funny, uh, and it would leave these big stains. And eventually, like our coaches, like caught on to what we were doing, got really pissed off at us. Um, That's great. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that uh, I remember like Raleigh relays one year. We just went nuts the night before because we thought it'd be so funny to have all these apples broken <laughs> up, you know, on the track. Yeah. Um, Craig was so good at. It. Craig got Tommy John surgery like after our freshman year in college, and he uh, he just wait. Had, he had Craig got Tommy John surgery. Yeah, he was so an idiot i literally we uh we went up to wow. boone actually and he was like he we were like we in boone with like some friend of a family of the team and uh he decided to go mountain biking with the kid and so they like the kids that were there with us and uh i was like craig there's no way i'm going mountain biking like we're in the middle of the season this is so stupid and of course craig being craig um this is craig ingles for people i don't know he actually went Here's to nc state before he transferred to old miss freshman um and we were roommates for three years and he, uh, he fell on the bike and I was like going on my run on the same trails. And I just see him like with his arm, like up against his body. And like oh, Craig, 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 Craig's like really coy, was really coy about it. And was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Can, can you please drive and take this bike? And he was like, obviously in a lot of pain. And he like, <laughs> goes up to practice on Monday, just like with his arm, just pressed oh, up against his body in so much pain. And like, the coach after like 800 meters worth of the warm up is like, Craig, come here. And like, <laughs> and like what, did, what did you do? And like, he was like, oh, I'm fine. I just like fell. Um, yeah, obviously, obviously they were really pissed <laughs> off me to get the whole surgery done. And that oh, was, a, that was, that was a funny, uh, it was just an excuse for us to go out more. That's um, so funny. That's true. That's always how it ends just, up. Just have, just have girls ask him like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with your arm? Uh, um, and you just get to tell he's on the baseball team and got Tommy John. So yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh man. Um, well, always a great, always a great hear Craig stories. I don't know how that man has accumulated so many just like legendary tales, but you know, he's, he's just a mythical person. He might be made up. Who knows? Um, he has plenty of bad tales out there that I can tell also, but I guess most people would probably hear it and be like, that's sick. But <laughs> yeah, most people definitely would. Most people definitely would. Um, Avery, I gotta go grab, I gotta go grab my phone charger. Okay. You got it. You got it. We will edit this part out or we won't. And you're just going to hear my voice talking. Running Things Considered, number one podcast in the world. And while uh, Sam's gone, I'm going to tell you guys to go ahead. And you got time. You got time. He's not here right now. Just go ahead and pull out that phone. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It's not going to hurt. What's the worst that could happen? You give us a five-star review. We shit on sit and kick. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Make me happy. You want to make me happy. What's wrong with that? It's taking a little longer than I thought. I uh, got to think of more things to say. Like, uh. You know, if you want to call into the podcast, you could use uh, the number 646-780-9218. 
Uh, Chris hasn't sent me questions in a few weeks. So, uh, you know, when we get questions, we're just going to do a big, big bunch of episodes. Call, you know, it's calling the podcast. And uh, Sam is right back. He's charging his phone, juicing that baby. Up. We're getting right back to podcasting. Sorry about that. All right. Don't worry. I covered you. I, I entertained them. I, 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 I had some great content. Great content while you were gone. Well. Just bashing me for not knowing what citrus. Citrus. Yeah, I will say that was embarrassing. Uh, you know, that was oh, that gosh. was tough. I might have to edit it out. I might have to edit it out. You may lose your Adidas contract. Uh, so, <laughs> but hey, I might lose it anyway at the end of this year. Oh, so yeah. it's it's okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So this next part of the podcast is sort of a new segment that I introduced with the Chris Chavez uh, section, and uh, let's here we go. It's, it's the hypothetical. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical, made up scenario, and you're just going to have to use your imagination, play along, and tell me what exactly you would do. Are you ready? Go. Okay. Go. The year is 2026. The Tinmen have reached the point where they are regularly producing at least one medal contender each year, and it's time to expand. The number one runner in the world just got off his contract with Supreme and is looking for a new team. He ran 347 for the full mile, 1258 for the 5K, and even won the 1500 at World the year before at Worlds. This runner is eager to join the Tinman Elite and says that Adidas will cover his contract and he'll just hop on the team, won't have to take any resources or anything. This man is the CEO of West Five Athletics, Everett Schmolders. Do you let him on the team? <laughs> man, I respect that kid's hustle, man. He's out like, like, like he's out here like crushing, you know, like doing what he can to bring people together. Unfortunately, he like has to use us as his punching bag to get there and it's his, his ladder to get there. But you know, like whatever floats his boat, I, you know, I'm sure he's a nice kid in real life. Um, and he just like puts on the whole show for his own social media thing. So yeah, sure. Come on, there you go. come on down. I probably won't be running at that point anyway. So, uh, you'll I'll, be, you'll be the coach. You'll be the coach oh, with oh, the, oh, I'm, the polo. That, I'm the coach. Oh, Jesus no, you're not. Christ. I mean, I made that. I'm, I'm, I'm the master of this. So I just added that at the end. You didn't miss it. I just made that up. Out oh, I'm the coach. Oh, I mean, Hey, if Ryan Van Hoy can do it, so can I. That's right. I mean, he, he's running 347 with a full mile. I mean, come on. There you go. Yeah. No, <laughs> Everett's funny. Cause he's, he's the guy that got me into making TikToks. Cause I saw him post these, I mean, these videos of just like him on a long run, like him the day in the life of a D1 athlete. And like, frankly, you know, he was new to making videos and they weren't very good quality. And so I saw that yeah. they absolutely just blew up, got like hundreds of thousands of views on TikTok. And I was like, if it's that easy, like, why not like, why not like me and try and do it? So he's really yeah, what that, happens when I bring some production value to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like he's the guy that got me into, um, making tiktoks um but i do i do remember when i was when i was gonna pass him in followers he he uh he started he started trying to make some beef with me as well and it was it was lots of fun, was lots of fun. that's just how he is hey hey he'll 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 claw out what he can get so like i said I respect the hustle man there's more more people should be out there uh you know trying to do something for the sport so at least he's he's out there doing his thing i agree i agree no i yeah Shout one day one day one day he's gonna he's gonna find some other you know people that might give him the time of day but until then 
I'll, we'll just we'll just we'll just keep enjoying it <laughs> he'll, he'll, he's, he's climbing he's climbing he's telling his story he's uh trying to grow his stock or whatever okay and uh this next section of the podcast is the trivia section um you know sam did ask if we could skip this because he was didn't want to embarrass himself anymore but we're not gonna we're gonna keep continue going on to this and <laughs> no <laughs> you know questions. what you know what he, he got none to prove he has nothing to prove are you ready for the first one? Let's do it. Okay. The EPA estimates that Americans spend 93% of their lives where? Has to do with you. Has to do with Timnan. Americans spend 93% Outside. of their lives where? Outside. They, they, they actually spend 7% of their lives outside. The real answer really? is inside. Holy crap, that's 7%. so low. Right. That's so low. But for a pro athlete, it might be, might be 93% of their lives outside. But what this question is, is I want to know the inside Timmin Elite, especially this last one. So I know we talked a bit about that earlier. Um, but diving in a little more, um, like, like from the, the team's perspective, um, what was – what was like the main purpose, the main message you guys wanted to deliver uh, on this three-part series? And if those, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. It was, it, it, it was, it was phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, man, I think the biggest thing is just like, we had a really shit year, you know, like people got injured. We didn't get it done. We didn't qualify for the trials. We didn't qualify for the Olympics. And like, that's, that's the reality of the sport, you know, is like, it doesn't always work out. And like most of the time you just see the people on Instagram posting that are like being successful because that's when you post, right. You like post when things are going great. And it could have been really easy for us to like not make the series and just stay quiet for a bit and just, you know, like start posting again once we get healthy and start making teams again, you know, but like, uh, I think the big purpose was just to like be vulnerable because there's obviously a, a, like a ton of people out there also that also had shit seasons, you know, like the dragonflies didn't save everybody, you know, this year. <laughs> so it's like, there's definitely people out there that like got injured and, you know, it didn't work out or like they got their heart broken, you know, like I got asked in another interview, like, what did you see at the trials? And I was like, man, like just as much as I was watching the people like celebrating their, you know, like making the team. I saw just as many people come to the bars after like drinking, drinking, you know, excessively to try to like forget about the heartbreak that just happened, you know, or like couldn't even show, could show up to the bars because they were so upset, you know, or, you know, visibly like crying out on the track afterwards. Like TV doesn't, doesn't show that stuff. They don't show the sixth place runner who like really thought he was going to make the team, you know? Um, so it's showing that because that's important and people have to realize that comes with the territory of being a runner you know like you are gonna get like tossed to the ground and you're gonna get have to like claw your way back up somehow and I think that's what that series was was to like show people that like even though we're professionals and even though we like have like the following and all that stuff that people like to rag on us for like um like we still you know have to like deal with this shit too you know like things get bad too mm. um and I think that I think a lot of people hopefully will be able to like relate to that and like hopefully in like the next upcoming series, like they'll be able to see that we, we overcame it and that other people can too. And, you know, and also to clear the, clear the air, you know, like we made a decision about like not um, talking about like the coaching change because it was like mutually discussed between us and coach Schwartz that like, this was something we'd like discuss and talk about like publicly in like a respectful way, like after the trials was over, 
like out of respect for like his future, you know, like we decided like, Hey, we're going to like keep paying you. So you have enough time to like figure out your, you know, like your next steps and get more clients and do the whole thing. And, um, and it just really blew up in our face because then like, we kind of were in this situation where like, we were like, Oh no, even though there's this let's run thread or whatever, you know, like, let's just like stick with what we said and like, just focus on running, you know? And that's when it really started blowing up in our face because we've always shared everything. And then yeah, uh, people needed to know like our side of that story. You know, people needed to hear like how hard, like we took it, like how bad of the situation it was, you know, like the lack of care that we received and like, um, and that, and that, that any basic like runner and athlete like deserves that type of level of care, um, from their coaches. So it was something that we need to get off our, our chest too. So like clear in the air was definitely a big part of that podcast, that, that series also. Um, so we hope we can, we did that. It's all out there and we can start moving forward with everything now. For sure. Um, and, and especially with that, which I think, you know, you know, when they say that it rains, it pours, I think that situation was super, super unfortunate because, you know, to, to, to have a press release like that, because I know, I know, I know you guys probably waited so you could have a bunch of control over it, you know, and the way it happened, it literally happened. So, so everyone would just make these, a bunch of assumptions, you know, you know, people would get all emotional and you guys didn't really have a say on your side. And so from the gun, you know, everyone, everyone, I feel like most part, everyone just jumped on a uh, Schwartz's side because they didn't hear any part of the story. And I mean, for me, since, you know, I do my best to be a journalist or a fake journalist or whatever, like, I know there are always two sides to a conversation. And I know like, obviously, you know, you guys aren't a bunch of super villains. It's pretty obvious. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was so tough and it was so tough for a lot of the guys on the team that were like um, mistreated and just like the stuff they went through in the whole process, you know, like for them to keep their mouth shut throughout that whole process was like really, really hard oh, for a lot of those guys. Like yeah. I know there were some guys that were just like at wit's end with it all in terms of like being like, yeah, like we're just about to start Armageddon, you know, but right. you know, like at, but, but in like the same sense, like coach Schwartz also, you know, did a lot for us, you know, and like he did like help, you know, like coach us and like helped, you know, like, Oh, for sure. Um, you know, like I know, like he got me to my next level in the sport, you know, but it's the same type of thing where it's like, I had my high school coach for four years. I had my college coach for four years and I had like coach Schwartz for four years. And now it's time for me to make the next step because now I need to have even a higher level, you know, Sure. Of like coaching and care and whatnot in order to make the next jump. And I think that's something like very natural um, to do. Absolutely. Um, and I know you were talking about how you were trying to, I guess, like uh, with this is going back to inside Tim and elite um, going back to showing like the, the ups and downs of, of the sport. Um, do, you, do you think it was received well? Like, do you, do you think you achieved your goal uh, with that series? Um, you know, it's the type of thing where it's like, there can be hundreds of people out there like, you know, like the old heads in the sport or whatever, you know, that like see that and they're like, Oh, look at them. They're just trying to like get attention again. And like, that's fine. Uh, like I'll take those a hundred people that like are still like being like, Oh, these guys are just doing it for that for like the, you know, the hundred kids that are like sending us a message. Like, man, we got an email the other day about this kid who like, just, I mean, this is going to get really sad real quick. I'm warning you right now. Like, there was like a kid that uh, kid's mother that emailed us and saying that he like uh, passed, passed away of cancer. And uh, she just said, uh, and she like sent us like a DM that like, she, I guess got on his phone after his passing and like 
saw that he had like DM'd us um, saying like, hey, like, thank you so much for like the videos. Like I've been watching them in the hospital, you know, like throughout this year. And it's like, if that one kid in hospital, like got out and went on for some runs, like her mom told us, you know, I will take every person that thinks we're out here just cloud chasing or whatever they like to talk about, you know, um, that one kid that watches that video, um, that is like inspired by it, connects with it, like enjoys it, uh, distracts him for that 15 minutes from what the reality of what he's going through, you know, like that's worth it. And there's like other testimonials out there that, uh, will always make that for time sure. and effort worth it. Uh, and, and I guess with these mm-hmm. messages, I know, I know one of the, 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 the interesting parts about social media is, um, you know, you, you get these messages and you get these stories like such that one is just absolutely incredible. Um, do you think you're fully able to digest, I guess, your impact, you know? Um, I, I was able to like, with not going to the Olympics, I was able to go speak at these like running camps recently. Um, and that was like one of the first times where, you know, like I didn't say anything crazy, you know, like I gave a good speech about like dreaming big, you know, it's like pretty yeah. fundamental stuff. Um, and man, I had a hundred kids line up after I finished the speech just to like come talk to me or like come thank me or take a picture and, you know, like do something like that. So like that was one of those moments where like I really uh, felt like, oh, wow, I made a difference, you know, right. Whereas like if you do something on YouTube or post an Instagram, some inspirational quote or whatever, you know, you don't really feel that. Um, so like getting to go to that camp and like give back to the sport was like more fulfilling for me than probably being in Tokyo right now was like, yes, it might be cool to like take pictures with a bunch of like, uh, you know, like other athletes, you know, and like do the whole nine and have that experience, you know, but like, there's definitely so much out there's so much out there in the sport, uh, to like give back and like connect. And like, that's the stuff that at the end of the day, I just really hope that I'll be able to continue. And I have, you know, one of my biggest dreams in the sport is to start my own running camp. Like I saw Jacob Thompson started one and I was so inspired that he actually mm-hmm. did it. Like we talked about being in this podcast is like actually doing it, you know? Um, because I think that those camps can be such an influential time to like really make a difference. I know running camp is where I fell in love with running, but, um, uh, so I guess oh, to answer yeah. your question, most of the time, no. Um, but, it's those small moments where you get a DM from like someone from like Finland or like some kid that you gave your tin man shirt to in Switzerland. That's like being, that sends you a message or like those little things, those little moments where you're like, damn, really? You know, like there's people in Singapore that just bought like 10 shirts for their whole team. It's like, Whoa, that's so cool. You know? So I definitely try to always take a step back and like cherish those moments. And like, those are, that's the type of, those little stories are the type of things that will always keep me going to be like, I'll take I'll take all the, you know, average motor shit talking all day (laughs) long for like those kids and those people that like do continue to like connect with us and like help in any way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I guess to continue on, are you ready for this next question? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. All right. There's no way you get this. In Newtonian physics, this is the product of mass times velocity. <laughs> I wish you, I wish the audience could see my face right now. Um, man, <laughs> physics was one of those classes uh, that I was so bad. I was so bad at school, Avery. Like, uh, 
like, man, I can crush an interview. Like I can do a lot of good things, but man, I can't like, like a job interview. I mean, like, uh, I'm obviously not crushing this one, <laughs> but, uh, man, yeah, I have no idea. Okay. I, I well, it's, uh, it's momentum. Yes, dude. Momentum generation, bro. Momentum do you know generation. this documentary? Is this what you're getting at right now? I'm not, but we can talk about it. Oh my gosh. I was about to be so impressed. You should <laughs> I'm not that, that. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. Uh, we can talk about it. You seem excited. There's a there's a surfing documentary called Momentum Generation. And I watched that documentary and I literally said, I was like, holy shit, like this is this is everything that and maybe that's like like egotistical but i was like that's tin man like that's what we're doing you know what i mean like i was like it's it was like about kelly slater Rob machado like all these surfers as like kids that all went mm -hmm. to like hawaii and just just threw themselves at the waves you know um and just eventually like got you know like contracts and got sponsorships and like all this other stuff came with it and it was a story of like uh heartbreak and all this stuff and it's like i was like just watching i was like holy crap it's such a huge inspiration so i thought you knew that, that would be awesome that would be awesome well i'm, I'm a little uh you know uh, pretty much what i want to talk about uh with that it's pretty much my hat might have to even have to do with the uh the documentary a little bit um is i kind of feel like 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 life kind of works and i hear this said a lot where i guess 2017, 2018, you guys are kind of the underdogs and you're kind of like building up momentum uh, for this huge 2019 year. And then I feel like 2020, you know, you know, nothing really happened and it kind of stopped all the momentum uh, for sure. with a lot of people too. Uh, it was harder to build up. And then I kind of feel like, I mean, it's not like you guys didn't have a terrible year. I know, I know you say like it, it was, it was bad, but it probably just didn't meet your expectations of where you thought that trajectory would go. Um, and my, my question is, is have you guys talked about, or are you even thinking about, I guess, is, is there another strategy for building that momentum back up for the next later years, or it is as simple as just try? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I definitely am a big student of, you know, like marketing and like the evolution of a brand. Like, uh, that was, you know, all stuff that I'm obsessed with for sure. Uh, and I spend like a lot of time, you know, reading and researching and, um, just being influenced by other people that have done su like successful things with inside this type of realm. And, you know, there's, you know, there's like a classic like curve within business where it like shows, um like the growth of a brand you know and eventually there's a plateau and eventually there's a dip and then with that dip there's usually something that happens you know there's changes that are made there's like a change in ceos it's a rebrand like there something happens you know new product line you know they release you know bud light lime you know like whatever that is like pivot that they like do in order to like continue to be successful you know mm -hmm. where it starts like going back up again and that's definitely stuff that i like think about and i really do think that a lot of the stuff that I think about like for Tin Man in order to get momentum again is just reconnecting to the community. I feel like with COVID and everything, like our bread and butter was like doing group runs, you know, like doing these things where we actually like were reaching out to people and like just showing people that we're just, we're just a bunch of guys, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like, we might, you know, like look cool on Instagram or whatever, but like at the end of the day, like we're just like, just people and like connecting with people is 
you know, so important. So being able to get back to that and like really diving into making some like really cool stuff for people to come together in this sport is something I really want to do in 2020. And to make it simple is like, just focus on running fast again, man. Like I definitely will be the first one to say is like, yeah, we got, I would say like me, me, like I'll throw myself in that boat hundred percent, like got too caught up in like thinking about, man, I wanted to open up a brick and mortar store in Boulder. Like that would be like a hub for runners, you know, like I wanted to start the running camp like uh, this in 2020 summer, you know, like uh, there was like, I wanted this, I wanted the product to be in specialty run stores around the world, you know, like I wanted like all this stuff, you know, and I definitely had to take a step back and like relook at just like the fundamentals of it in order to like find success again. So I'm definitely looking at a lot of stuff with product and just the brand itself and how to continue to grow for sure. Right. Get this, get some swagger back. And I guess, cause this is one of the things where you kind of realize like there are, there's a, a playbook. There's a playbook for building your brand. There's a playbook for, Oh, you do this, you do this, you do this. It's pretty simple. You just look at other things that are successful, but, and the, the hard thing is, is once, as you said, you kind of reach that curve, people kind of get a little tired of you. They're like, okay, we've seen this. I'm gonna go for something new. And then you have to almost prove yourself again. That's when the playbook kind of runs out, you know, because yeah. it's it, it it gets tricky. There's no there's no one right right way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think you know I you know you, you, you mentioned rebrand. That's an obvious common one, but that can obviously backfire because that can sometimes set you you know take you completely off the ladder that you were on. Um, right, for but, sure. You know, taking it back to the basics, I I, I think that's uh, an interesting one. And I guess going forward. You know, we, we don't know where, where the Timmon is on the, on, I guess, the imaginary line that we're talking about. Uh, I know how, exactly. do you, <laughs> how do you uh, roll, with, roll with the punches? Uh, you know, I think it's really good to, you know, like get your bubble pop sometimes. Is like, I think it's important that like someone says like, hey, like, I think this is stupid. You know, like, I think this is bad. You know, like, I think this is something, you know, shitty that you did. Or, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to call people out, you know, right here, but I think a lot of people like within the sport of running, like live in the bubble, you know what I mean? Where it's like, they're all they see on Instagram is they're like happy, you know, you're great. You're amazing comments, you know? And then, and then you go run fast and then you're like, Oh, I am great. You know what I mean? And it's like, you very quickly like build your own little bubble, you know? Uh, So I think like, I think it's really important to have thick skin, you know? Uh, And I think that's something that like, I know like I've grown thicker skin throughout this past year. And I know a lot of guys on our team has too, because when you first like hear shit or like get people to like, you know, rag on you for something, uh, you can very easily like be combative and be like, Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say something back. Like they're stupid too, you know? Right. Um, but just like taking time to just like reflect on it, I think is like the biggest thing. And just like really going back to like who you are, you know, like as much as, you know, like there's, you know some people out there that like would love for me to like clap back um or like you know say something you back it's like it's just not in my dna man like like my mom would be so upset at me if i started doing that stuff and like being that type of person so like uh as much as i want to like be the guy that's gonna you know rumble up rivalries and stuff and be great things for the sport it's just it's just not me <laughs> like right. at, like i'm like forward to like do that stuff so uh yeah and, so I guess and, just, uh, yeah, I think I answered your question. I hope I did. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Um, and I, I know you're talking about like growing thicker skin or whatever. And I mean, I mean, I, I think the thing I think about in my head is I honestly, I wish I got, 
I got more hate, but I don't think I put myself yeah. out there enough just because it kind of means that, yo, someone cares enough, right? You're going to have, you know, the yin to the yang, you know, if, if people are just like kind of neutral sure. like you a little bit, you're not going to get any hate. But if you are doing something. Yeah. Hey, if you're not, if you're not going out there and doing stuff, that's like might inspire people and be good for people. And if you just want to go around and just posting your, Hey, I got this race coming up. This is my great workout. And here's my great race. And, Oh, I got injured, you know, here and there, you know, post and it's just run of the mill uh and you know people are just gonna consume it and like it you know and go on with yourself like that's great you know like if that floats your boat and you're happy with that then great you know but like i definitely hope to you know push it push it a bit more than further than that so and with that comes you know hey like i remember wearing i remember i wore sunglasses to like a practice in college and this was like something that like nobody did you know at the time and like man i got drag through the mud for that they're like oh who do you think you are you know like no you have to like break 14 minutes in a 5k before you wear glasses to practice parsons like i just got dragged you know what i mean and like i was like yeah fuck it this is me like i think this is cool i'm gonna do it you know right. um and so that's where the thick skin develops you know for where sure. it's like man i got called you know all sorts of shit throughout college you know what i mean so like when someone that's like hiding behind an instagram account says something you know it's like yeah, well, I had guys, you know, like, you know, throwing literal punches at me, you know what I mean? Like in college for like doing stupid stuff, like in the locker room and whatnot. So, uh, right. yeah, it's important, man. It, you, you, you grow from it. You know what I mean? Like you're more well-rounded of a and person. It's, it's, if it's you also, don't have that, you just live in your little bubble. Right. And that's it. And it's also freedom. Cause you know, I guess with, with thicker skin, you know, you can run into walls and bounce around a little bit, you know? So freedom to do more, try more things because you're not scared of uh, repercussions. Um, and now g going on to this next one, we've kind of already touched on it a bit, but um, may, okay, I hope you get this one. I think you might get this one. Are you ready? Do it. An identifying mark burned into livestock commonly with iron is usually called a what? Brand. Yeah, brand. I really, I really wanted a brand like really? in college like that's something craig and I, craig robe and i really talked about was I like could... man like let's let's take this a step <laughs> further than getting like the team tattoo like let's let's start like a team brand tradition <laughs> but uh once again like we talked about following through that was one thing that there's a lot of talk and there was very little maybe any for the type best. of commitment to even figure out how to do it <laughs> right <laughs> maybe for the best i know someone we just have big wolf that probably would look great. so bad Oh, it looks so bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean there's some NFL, there's some NFL players that has their fraternity stuff, oh. you know, branded to them and their skin just looks so sick, like swelled yeah. up like that now. But I don't think it would look too good on some skinny white boys. A distance runner, yeah, just it just seemed like like you know, disease. Like, you okay, bro? Come on. But yeah. <laughs> um uh we kind of already talked about this, but uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything more to, to touch on. Uh do you think the Tinman I guess brand has uh, changed over time. Um, no, not really, to be honest. Um, I mean, like, I think that like, I think we're making great product and we're like delivering like high quality stuff to people. And uh, I definitely, there's like so many, there's so much stuff I want to do with the brand, but it's definitely like limiting with like, having to like uphold stuff with like contracts right and right. it's like these certain like like in our like 
Whoop and Timman contracts, like our logos are like a part of those contracts to use. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's like that stuff I need to like uphold and stuff. So like there's definitely some wiggle room and I can like play around with it when I can. Um, and then just Adidas, you know, will get mad if I push the yeah, envelope that, too that, much or whatever. But that's what I always assumed because because I, I know one thing that people always get on you for is like, oh, you say that you're creative director, but the shirts all like look the same. But I'm like, it's it's not like up to you completely. Like like Adidas does care yeah about about yeah. this stuff yeah know? for sure i mean that's like there there's a lot of beauty in what i get to do just because they do give me so much creative freedom like you know like i do get to you know pick all you know like the products that we do like i get to you know like look through the factories and what they have and sure you know get to like play around with that stuff and that's like an absolute joy for me um but there's definitely limitation and and there's stuff i made also that like are just sitting in the basement because it got axed, you know, when I tried right, to like right. push the envelope and do some crazy shit where they were like, uh, you actually can't mess with it like that, you know, right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I th- th- that's what I fit, you know? Um, but obviously then the stuff is absolutely fired and you do a great job on uh, people. Thank you, bro. I don't need to tell you that, but, and then finally going on to the last question. Uh, this is just a coin toss if you know it or not. Um, but are you ready? Yeah. Where did the current president, Joe Biden, cast his vote in 2008? Uh, the Tattnall School. Tattnall High School. That was your high school, right? Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> the, that's the high school, right? That's a fun fact I found on the- I met him. I met him. I know, I've, I've met Joe a few times. I really? Met him on, I met him at like a driving range one time. Like he's come to my high school a few times because his grandson's there. Like I used to run in his backyard. Um, because his, his house is actually right next to that high school. So like, we would like run, like, I would like literally see Jill Biden, like the sweet, the sweetest lady ever, like in the backyard, like, and they would, she would like wave at us as we ran by. And then like, once he became VP, like that very quickly stopped, like could not <laughs> run in his backyard. Uh, so that got a lot stricter with secret service and all that stuff. But that's funny. Um, and he's, then- you know, he's always giving me the time of day, you know, like, I hope he does good things as president and, but I, the only thing I could say is, you know, he's, he, he, he gives kids the time of day, you know, like he, I remember like talking with him when me and my friend and like, he knew my friend much better than he knew me because of the family. But, uh, he was like at, talking to us about running. And I was like, I can't believe this guy is asking me a question about my life right now. Like <laughs> why, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's who you voted for, or you better have, uh, <laughs> no, we don't have to release it anyway. Um, so also what I wanted to talk about, I guess, is because of high school is I feel like you, you, you live a, I know, has, have a, an interesting career. Um, maybe the, the first one, I know most people don't have concrete plans when they were in high school, but like, where did you kind of picture your, yourself going and how different is that to where you actually are? I mean, I definitely wanted to run in college. Like that was definitely a big thing coming out of high school. Like I remember like telling my parents, like when I was like 14, I was like, I want to be like the best runner in Delaware history. And that was like a huge thing. And like, I don't know if I accomplished it, but I like, I got close. Um, and, uh, but there really wasn't much after college, you know, like I didn't want to be a pro runner. Like I didn't want to start some team. I didn't want to like do YouTube. Like I didn't want to do any of that stuff, you know, like that, that happened like naturally with like, as corny as it sounds like it happened naturally with like, what my gut and my heart was telling me to do, you know, like I traveled a lot after Europe and I thought I just 
Like I worked for Adidas when I was in college and I just assumed I would go make shoes and, you know, go work marketing for them. Um, because that was like where I had some connections. Um, so, you know, like I definitely think it's type of thing. And like for anyone out there listening, I think like it's great to dream, but it's also great to like, let it happen naturally and like let your heart and your gut guide you because I certainly didn't like ever think I would even like consider being like in the question to be an Olympian or like I never questioned like thought that I would like be a part of some team that I got to found together with Drew Hunter you know like it's like all that stuff is so far-fetched that I never could even like think about doing any of that stuff so yeah Noah Drotty has this like great thing that like is a great thing for like a lot of, I think professional runners, especially when they're going through like tough times, like remind themselves is like, uh, you're playing with house money, you know, where it's like, if you've made it like as far, you know, as like we've been able to, and you know, you get the opportunity to like tow the starting line against Olympians, or you get to tow like the starting line at like Chicago marathon and you're actually ready to race, you know, like that's just house money, you know, like that's house money. Like you already freaking won, bro. Like this is sick, (laughs) you know, like this is awesome, you know, that we get these opportunities and we get like our bodies were able to like do that, you know? And it's like the same thing. It's like, and that even could apply to high school and college kids too. It's like, just approach it, you know, with, I guess like that saying basically says, just approach it with a little less stress, you know, because you're just playing with house money, man. And uh, you already won. So you get to just play with some free chips here yeah that's very true because it's so it's so easy to get caught up with i guess like looking forward you know like it's really hard to even like look down at your feet and like look what's behind you and what you've done especially i guess like like with me and my proning career like i i I kind of put my standards ridiculously high and i you know i i I couldn't even didn't even smell the roses once i was just like i have to yeah and it's never enough it's never enough in this right you know what i mean it's like it like it's never it will never ever be enough like no matter what you do or what you accomplish like i mean look at Centrop, dude like he's a gold medalist like he's made every freaking team won how many u.s titles and he's getting his name dragged through the damn mud at some points this season you know I what know. i mean it's like it's like and i'm sure he was very like irritable and was like i mean obviously the way he clapped back to those kids like he was like very upset you know and oh, yeah. uh, Shouldn't and be, like sure. you know that stuff is like yeah. Like it's, it's, it's never enough. There's always something else you should have accomplished. You know, like there's always something else you could have done, you know, like right now, Joe Klecker is like, I did it. I'm an Olympian. You know, I guarantee you after his Olympic race, unless he wins a medal or something, he's going to be like, Oh my gosh, I, oh, absolutely. I, I fucked up. And then if he doesn't make the world team and Eugene, God forbid, like Klecker's my boy, um, he's going to feel probably, you know, like I'm feeling right now. Like, you know, it's like, it's crazy. It's like, this sport is what have you done for me lately? And if it's not something good, get out of my face. And uh, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a cutthroat, man. It's freaking cutthroat. And, 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 and like, it, 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 that's, that's it. Man. And it's a very interesting kind of thing because I feel like this is like a universal um, kind of mindset is like gratitude almost like holds you back a little bit. It's like, you kind of always like, it's, it's kind of hard to make progress unless you kind of hold yourselves to these standards. Yeah is unfortunately dangerous, you know, cause I'm saying like, like the eight people, uh, that, that were lined up for the finals, of the Olympic trials, I guarantee you all of every single one of those eight people were just can't wait for after the race. So they could celebrate after like every single one of them yep. believed a hundred percent they were going to the Olympics. And 
you know, and it's crazy that you could be fourth in a country and probably be the saddest out of everybody in the whole meet. Yeah, you know, no doubt. Know. It's never, this sport will never be enough. Yeah. You know, like I think very, I think very, very rarely do people get the opportunity to like, like take a step away from the sport and they're like, you know, I did, I did everything that I could have done, right. you know, like, I think that's very, very rare. And that's, and that's, and that's a sad reality, but yeah. hopefully you have enough like friends and partner and like coaches and people around you that like tell you like, dude, are you kidding me? You know, like right. you were all conference, like you, you know, you were all state, you know, like you were, you know, you ran sub four, like whatever those things are, you can be like, yeah, you know, and like, hopefully, you know, like down the road, like whenever people do like take a step out of the sport, whether that's after high school, college, or at some point in their professional career, they like are able to take a step out of it all and be like, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, yeah. and like, tell yourself that. Yeah. And I, I feel like, it, you know, it's definitely going to take a, you know, a, a little, a little while because, you know, because like what, what, what's fresh in the memories, because no one ends their career in a high note. No one does. It literally never happens. Um, it, it's usually that little last races that you were forced to stop running that keeps in your mind. Yeah. It usually takes a little while because, I mean, for me, the only part of my career that I'm truly proud of, although, you know, five-time All-American, but when I think of five-time All-American, I think of a lot of those were second team, you know? And so I'm not really that, – that kind of – Oh, yeah. Me. I only got one, and it's only second team, and I – you know, I that's why, that's why I fucked off, loser, fucked off you know? to Europe, you know? Like, yeah. It was, like, it was like I went to Europe for four months because I was like, I can't handle this, like yeah. this failure. You know what I mean? I'm a, like I was like, I, know, I never was American cross. Like that was my one big goal in college and I didn't accomplish it. And then I barely squeaked out getting the title in like a 10 K and track that I, to be frank, I didn't really care about at the time, you know, <laughs> because I was so over it. It sucked. It sucks that I got right. to that place, but it's a reality. And I'm like, I'm stoked that I was able to like refound my love for running and like do the things I've done now in the sport. And I, right now, you know, like I've been telling myself, like, dude, unless I come back and run 13, 10 and make a bunch of teams next year, like I'm going to, you know, like that's, that's going to suck, you know? Right. And right. it's crazy that I have that mindset because you know, it's like, and, and you know, but it's important to have that mindset or else you might, you probably won't be successful, you know? Right. So it's, it's like, like you have to have a killer, you know, a killer drive and instinct to like want to do that stuff. Like that me telling myself that I still want to run 13, 10 and make a world indoor team and like, prove to everyone like the type of like runners like that I know myself and my teammates are um like that's something that definitely still is like a huge fire with inside me um and yeah I'm gonna hold on to that even though it might be like abusive right. you know uh, yeah. at times and like luckily I have a good support system in place that are gonna help me navigate that stuff but yeah yeah it's always interesting just like psychoanalyzing i guess like athletes because we're all nuts we're all absolutely nuts you know <laughs> oh for sure yeah you don't yeah you don't you don't realize it until you really like take a step out, right. out of it and like just be around just like people that just like enjoy like just daily life and going to work and like doing right. those things it's like they like they don't like they don't put themselves on a starting line where it's like literally them versus them and like is your body gonna like be okay today right. you know it's like it's crazy, <laughs> it, it is crazy. like how much work goes into it especially because i guess like you know college like you know you train hard or whatever but like pro running boy you know like yeah that, it, it you can't really put into words to like a normal person like the dedication it takes you know for something that has no guarantees like yeah. very little guarantees it's it's interesting um but i, I remember i was uh you know after i you know decided to hang him up just because you know i was just running my i was just going i was just running myself in the ground going crazy uh 
And, and I remember feeling like, like still, I kind of feel like a, like, you know, like a bit of a, a loser just because, you know, my standards were so high, but then like I was around my relatives and, and I remember saying like, how's it feel be normal? I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like, you know, it's interesting. I'm, you know, trying to find like what I'm, what else I'm interested in doing. I remember my, uh, my uncle was like, Avery, like you were, you were a professional athlete, like, like the 1% of like high schoolers go D one and the 1% of people going D one, you know, make any money from their sport. Like the fact that you aren't grateful is like insane. And I was like, yeah. you're like, you're right. Like it is kind of insane, but like, I, it's almost hard to like trick myself into being on the other side of that coin. It's very yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, it's, it's definitely a really beautiful thing when like, when you do get like those sort of perspectives, like that's what I was talking about where it's like that support, you know, that you get like during those time periods is everything. Like, I mean, my, my little story with my family is like, I remember when I was like sitting at the dinner table in Germany, you know, and like my family was just talking to me like about like college running and they still were like buzzing about, it. you know, they were like, I can't believe you accomplished all that in college. And they would like, literally <laughs> like looked at me like same thing, like my uncle, you know, yeah. like, um, like looked at me and was like, so are you going to start running for Germany now? You know what I mean? And I just was like, what like what are you talking like like what are you talking about you yeah. know what I mean like, like I'm not gonna run for Germany like I'm done you know like I'm second team all-american like I have my middle fingers up and I'm gone you know yeah. like I'm, I'm I'm here to drink beer Volcott like don't, <laughs> don't don't dog me about dreaming again you know <laughs> yeah uh but you know like that it was the that's kinder moment that I'll cherish for the rest of my life that like started to like send some sparks through my head and I was like damn like maybe I do want to do this, you know? And it's like the same way that your uncle gave that to you where it's like, damn, like maybe I did do something really special, right. you know? And like, I hope that, man, I like, it'd be sick if some people listen to this podcast right now can like take a second after this is done or pause it right now. And, you know, maybe give themselves a, like a freaking break, you know? And yeah. Like say, you know, I have done a lot, you know? No, seriously, seriously. Uh, and I mean, you know, even to you, I, I, I know, you know, it sounds like you're beating yourself up a good bit right now, but like, I mean, you made worlds last year, 2019, you know, uh, most people would, you know, chop off a few fingers to, you know, be the last person in, I think that's incredible. And like, even this year, you know, you, it sounds like you really, really tested your body and ended up on the other side of the line a little bit which happens so often in the Olympic years. And it's, and it's just kind of the way it is, but you still even ran, um, 1323, a second off your PR with maybe one of the hardest mental years you've ever had. And, you know, with, even with the Tim and elite with all, you know, as I said, rolling with the punches, you know, I think you got hit in the face a few times with some of those punches. You didn't dodge them all. Um, and just yeah, no doubt. After that time. And I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I really hope, you know, you get some of those moments that gets you excited again for what the future holds. Cause I mean, you know, I, you know, Tinman stock, it gets, it gets a little bump, but this is just an inflection <laughs> point, you know, it's just, an yeah, inflection no doubt. Point. yeah. Like, like I said, to me in the podcast, hope we can run this back at some point being like, dude, remember that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be <laughs> sitting there in my, uh, in my mega mansion, you know, and uh, that's right. <laughs> you know, next to Oprah chilling, you know, running things considered just overtake joe rogan you know what i'm saying <laughs> then, uh, yeah, that's right just sign you know, 10 mil spotify deal right just chilling next to my co-host <laughs> usain bolt you know we're just living life <laughs> that's it 
<laughs> All right. Well, I, I think this is a great note to, to end the podcast on. And I guess thanks again, Sam, for coming on. Uh, I knew this would be a great conversation. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're to give, give perspective and put yourself out there. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me, Avery. Appreciate the combo. For sure. And give us a five-star review, please. Done.